Thank you for listening. Um, feel free to subscribe and to share any of the content that's on here. I really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to listen. My sister, who is a listener of this podcast, she made a suggestion that I share more true stories and uh, real life happenings on the podcast. So I I don't like to just share stuff on here. I, I want to have some biblical uh, point to sharing some of the things. But I, I do want to say that uh, today um, I was officially diagnosed with uh, mild autism spectrum, spectrum disorder, which used to be called Asperger's syndrome. And it's something that I've kind of known for a long time and have kind of uh, wondered about, but it was finally uh, made official today. And uh, it's kind of a big, big deal to me because uh, it's one thing to know that you're an alien, but it's another thing entirely to know which planet that you come from. And... Um, I just wanted to kind of be open about that and, and, uh, vulnerable about that. And, and just to, to show that God's grace extends to everybody, that God allows us all to, uh, approach him in our own way. And that kind of goes into this uh, story, this particular story that I wanted to tell, and it kind of gives some background uh, information as to the circumstances. And I'm going to hopefully tie this all together uh, and make a point, a biblical point. But um, if the, the title is a little bit misleading, um, if you came here to get some insight about uh from the rock dwayne johnson that is not going to happen uh you might have to find a different podcast for that what my, the story is actually about is me interviewing a literal rock and it was a this is just one of many stories that i can recall where this certain this certain uh circumstance happened um i was doing a school assignment and the assignment was to interview a rock and really it was just to look at a rock and write down notes about it so they should have said to observe a rock but me being literal i sat it down in a chair i asked it questions it didn't answer so i just kind of looked it over and and did what i was supposed to do anyway but the main point of telling the story is my sister and i we used to argue back and forth over the radio. And this kind of dates me a little bit and shows my age, but we used to argue over the radio all the time. And the crazy thing about it is we listened to the same two radio stations. It was uh, 99 Jams and Power 96. They're both 
hip hop stations from South Florida. And we went back and forth listening to these stations. They played the same music, both of them. But my sister and I would argue over who got to choose the radio station. And it got to the point where we got a 30 minutes each of radio where we could decide what we wanted to listen to. Then it was the other person's turn. Well, in the midst of interviewing my rock, I uh, came to realize that it was my turn to pick the radio station. So I came in there. I argued with my sister for a few minutes and I picked up the radio and I went to go change it to the station. I wanted to put it on and it was already on the same station. And to make this a more broad and uh, biblical thing, I think a lot of times some of the issues that separate us uh, denominationally, we kind of uh, put too much emphasis on. A lot of times we'll be arguing a point and we're making the same point. And not only that, but really what we're doing is we're we're arguing over stuff that is important as far as discussion goes as far as uh outreach goes as far as certain aspects of christianity go but it doesn't have anything to do with the main point all of the Christian denominations that I actually consider Christian denominations that would actually bear the title of Christian believe the same truths that God is a three in one. He is a Trinity, yet he is only one God that Jesus Christ is his son. He uh, died on the cross for our sins, was raised from the dead. And he is seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for all of us. These are things that are important. These are the uh, centerpieces of Christianity. The rest of it is just outlying things. Uh, I've heard the uh, analogy of a spider web. These are the center pieces of the spider web. If you knock off some of the... Uh, other pieces of it, it'll still be intact. If we argue over things like uh, transubstantiation or consubstantiation or sacraments or anything like that, they don't have any real bearing on the central tenets of Christianity. But sometimes we make them the central tenets of our personal faiths. And not to say that I don't have my own opinions, there's certain things that I don't agree with, and there are certain things that I agree with more than others. And of course, I take these into consideration when I'm trying to find a, a body of believers, a, a church. But I know at the end of the day that my brother or sister in Christ, even if they believe different than me, even if they uh, may want to tune into a different station, we're all playing the same music. If my, if just like with my uh, biological sister, in my familial sister, if we uh, were arguing over what station to play, at the end of the day, we were listening to the same music. And that's true between believers. There's 
you know, a couple of stations that were listening to playing the same things. When the Reformation happened, they weren't setting out to rewrite what the Bible said. They were being true to what they read in the Bible. They were using scripture to back up what they believed in. And Martin Luther and John Calvin and a bunch of different uh, reformers in line after them, like John Wesley, all of these people had different views. Um, and there were other schisms that happened that, that were separate from this uh, one instance that we call the Reformation. And they all agreed that they didn't believe in the same outlying things as the Catholic Church or even with each other, but none of their ideas were 100% in sync with each other's either. They disagreed on minor points and some major points, but none of them were main points. And I think that that's something that uh, we need to remember when we interact with people of other denominations, uh, especially in Catholicism and stuff like that. A lot of people want to separate Catholicism from Christianity when in all actuality, they believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he was, he died on the cross for our sins, was raised from the dead on the third day. He believed, they believe the same central tenets of Christianity that we do the same things that hold all of our faiths together. They just have different interpretations of other aspects, other outlying aspects. And I'm sure just like in any denomination, each particular Catholic or each particular uh, Lutheran or each particular uh, Pentecostal or whatever it may be, holds their own personal views that may even skew from the main views of the church that they attend. And I just think that in this society that we live in, we have a lot of division as it is. And one thing that Christ wanted was for us to be united. One thing that Jesus wanted was for us to come together, that we would all uh, worship together in spirit and in truth. And that's made clear when he was on his way to the cross. All of the prayers that he prayed uh, previous, before he was crucified, all had to do with unity in the body, unity in him. While we may disagree on some of the points, we agree on who we're following. That's the main thing. The main thing is that we follow Jesus, not Calvin, not uh, Luther, not John Wesley, not uh, any of these other people. It's Jesus that we need to follow. And I hope that, you know, when we come across our brothers and sisters that disagree with us, it's we can disagree in the spirit of unification. We can disagree in the spirit of love instead of out of turmoil. Because at the end of the day, 
with my biological sister. She was my sister, regardless of what music we listened to, regardless of what station we played. We were all singing the same music. We were listening to the same songs. And the point was that we may have disagreed on the frequency. We may have disagreed on the particular song at the particular time. But one thing that we agreed on is what the music was about. And I think that the church needs to take that uh, into, into more consideration as well. I think that uh, we would grow more as a church body. I think we would be more uh, reputable. I think people would listen to us more if we followed Jesus instead of following man. If we did the things that Jesus called us to do, especially like in the Sermon on the Mount, I think that we would bring more change to the world. I think that we would be able to take some of that negativity that we are up against, some of the things that we see happening in today's society, some of the falling away from the Christian faith. I think if we just took a step back, looked at ourselves and united on the front that we were, that we are all united on, I think that we would make good strides. I think that this world would look much different if we cared about our neighbor, whether he uh, did communion every day or just on Easter, whether he used wine or whether he used grape juice, whether he believed in infant baptism or whether he thought that you should be an adult first. I think all of these things that kind of put us in a divide are things that we can just you know, revisit as a, a mental exercise or a, a way to grow spiritually more mature, but not, they shouldn't be used to divide us. And when on the day of Pentecost, when the apostles received the Holy Spirit, it only happened when they were all together in one place, at one time, with one mission in mind. When that happened, the Spirit came in in a way that nobody had ever seen before. They were able to reach people whose languages they didn't even speak. They were able to preach and save thousands. That same power is available to us anytime. It says in the Bible that the same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives within us. That same spirit that when God asked if the bones could live again and the bones came to life, that same spirit can bring the church back to life, can bring uh, our faith back to life, to bring our unity back to life, to bring us into one body instead of just a bunch of separate members. And this is something that I, I hold really dear. I know people who are on all, uh, from all different denominations with all different walks of life. And of course I, I talk about these issues with them. I, I've discussed them. I've had, 
I wouldn't call it debate, but it was always a friendly dialogue about these things. But I wouldn't put somebody down because they believe differently than me. I wouldn't put somebody down because they believed a different thing about baptism or uh, communion than I did. And I think that that's one of the things that has kind of held us back. In addition to some other things like uh, the political aspect of faith, the fact that we put our trust more in our government than in our God, I think that has a lot to do with our divisiveness also. But on the, on the whole, the Bible is clear. Jesus is clear when he talks about what he wants us to do, how he wants us to treat one another, how he wants us to treat each other especially how he wants believers to interact, how he wants us to uh, go into the world and affect it, how he wants us to be salt and he wants us to be light. Uh, these are two things that were absolutely necessary in the first century. When, when Jesus said those words, everybody would have known the importance of salt, the importance of life. They didn't have of light. They didn't have uh, refrigerators. So what they used was salt to preserve their food. If the food wasn't preserved, it would rot away and become worthless. If we don't go out into the world and we don't show Jesus and we just keep Jesus locked up in our little towers, we separate ourselves from everybody else. We cloister ourselves away so that we don't uh, get infected by the outside world or by anything else. And everything's just going to rot. If there is no light, there's only darkness. We talk about how dark the world is now, how bad things get, how wicked things may seem. But imagine just how dark it's going to be if all we're looking at is the light that we emit ourselves. How dark would this world come to if God's children just locked themselves away? So, instead of focusing on the peripheral issues, the main point of the gospel is still important and it's still relevant. It still reaches everybody across this earth. It still changes lives and it's still able to change this world. We're at the point now where it's up to us. It's up to us to continue to be the light. It's up to us to continue to uh, show ourselves approved by God. We're at the point now where we are in the spotlight for the wrong reasons. When people think of a Christian, they think of a particular idea. And I think that that's uh, a bad way to go. Instead of trying to mold ourselves into that idea, I think we should break the mold and show people who Jesus is instead of who we are, instead of who so-and-so is, instead of uh, what uh, policies or politics or whatever we believe in, I think we need to get to a place where we approach Jesus on Jesus's terms. We approach the world on its terms and we show them 
the love of Christ, the way that it was shown by everybody since the beginning of Christianity. And I want to thank you guys again for listening. And if you guys have any suggestions or any comments, feel free to let me know if uh, there if you you know subscribe, share, share every everything that you want to. If you don't like it, uh, you can tell me that too. Um, but I'm I'm really grateful for everybody that uh, supports me, for my family and everything that has uh, walked by my side and has lifted me up and encouraged me. It really means a lot. And uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. And I will talk to you guys next time.